Hello, this is episode 21 of Live from the Brodello. Are you going to make a comment about the integer again? That is an integer. That is an integer. It is Good. even a natural number. It is. Not prime, though. So this cube is Very safe. Sad. <laughs> Is it, is it that they're prime? Is that what makes them safe? I don't remember or, whether it was... I mean, that was the, the, I think the first was that theory. Had, like, was a large that it was... prime factorization or something? I don't remember. I guess everything does, though. It's yeah, I don't, I don't quite remember. I did actually watch Cube Zero over the weekend, and I was vastly disappointed How, by it. Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. I've just heard that it's vastly disappointing. It I, is vastly disappointing. I heard you didn't like Cube 2, Hypercube, though. Um, so Cube 2 because, is... Is it because it's terrible, or because you don't like people self-cannibalizing themselves from the future past? There was less going on in terms of rooms with traps, and I like rooms with traps. Yeah, there were um, there was more going on with people being creepy though. Yes, and but, but also there was like there was less. You have to work together as a team, and then this this is the crazy numbers girl who is going to get us out of the death rooms. Yeah, it's it's just like a whole bunch of people like failing to get on with each other in any way, and all being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's sort of how I felt about it. It was awesome. <laughs> And, and like, the, the, the weird spinning doom cube thing that bounced around the room and killed everyone if they moved <laughs> was just, like, this five, ten-minute scene that made <laughs> absolutely no sense. I actually don't even remember that, so I guess it made very little recollection. Very oh, little. wow. It burned itself into my mind. It was this diamond that just came out of nowhere and then turned into a, mega, a spinning mm. mega diamond of death that bounced mm. around and chopped everyone up, and then people started freaking out, and then it got bigger and bigger until it filled the entire room and chopped some people up. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Oh. Maybe I never saw Cube 2 either. I'm going to just watch the, the preview or something. Maybe. No, I remember definitely the guy cannibalizing himself and eating everyone else. I don't recall him cannibalizing himself. I remember Did him eating other people. I thought I thought he'd eaten a lot of himself. Maybe. I thought I mean, he, there were like hundreds of his watches around or something. Oh, no, it was the other guy. It oh, other it's guy? not him. It was another guy's watch. Oh, I really like the, the moral stance of eating, eating killing, yeah. murdering yourself to eat yourself. Yeah. I feel like it's really... You could, you could make a justification for that. Um, so the problem is, is like, if Parallel Universe U is still... Like, if you consider them a different person to you, which I would, then it's not cool. But if you consider them as... Because they are, in some sense, the same as you, then you have agency over them. But so, but I, so I, I, I collectively, that... you would want to continue, right? If you all got together, you'd probably say, yeah, this is better that one of us survives than none of us, right? It's like... Yeah, but you but Your you family gets right? together. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical. To go on, <laughs> on this. I don't think I would advocate eating yourself. If you met yourself, I would say it is morally wrong to eat yourself. I'm just saying there's an argument there. I, I, I just don't think it's a, a sufficiently good argument. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not not just like in any situation where you met yourself, right? Because it could just be a twin. If you just, if you meet yourself, you must eat yourself. If you're in a time traveling paradox uh-huh. where you keep coming, you're starving to death, mm-hmm. and the only food source is infinitely recurring copies of yourself. So I think the the question here is: Is it preferable to eat yourself or someone else, or is there no difference? And I think you're saying that it is preferable to eat yourself as opposed to someone else, and I'm arguing that there's no difference, because... Because yourself is effectively a different person. Yourself is is effectively a different person. They have their own agency, and you don't get to make decisions on someone else's behalf, regardless of, of, of whether they happen to have entirely your DNA. But they were you, right? They were you. They were exactly you at some point. It's not just that they are. They're not close. They're literally you. But they've they've missed out on some portion of experience. Well, they've had a different experience, but I mean, like that doesn't mean that they that you don't have they I'm don't not, have I'm separate agency. This is, this is an excellent thing to do. I'm just saying that it, that it's it's better than the alternative. I don't I don't think uh, it is. I think it is equivalent. Hmm.
Because if you ask that What if you person, all got together and talked about it? Well, that's no different to if what if you and a whole bunch of other people got together and talked about it, you know? That's true. So I don't think that you... The fact that you happen to be eating what if, meat that has the same DNA as you no, no, but what, is more acceptable. Okay, okay here's, here's the difference now. What okay. if, if you, you come across yourself, mm-hmm. a, a, a newer version of yourself, right? Right. One who's less experienced. Okay. But you have the memory of being attacked by an older version of yourself. Right. Who you then subsequently fought off and killed. Okay. Are, are you still temporally temporally required to to then attack and be defeated by your earlier self, who then you you are, you will have eaten? Oh well, this is the like this is how do you resolve temporal paradoxes in general question, and I'm pretty sure Star Trek has answered that, and they have their own <laughs> like bureau of investigation of. Uh, of time travelers, <laughs> so you just get those guys to. I like. I am I not an authority on this. I like the one where they go back in time to save the whales. I may have mentioned that one. Is that Star Trek Four, the one with the whales? Oh, I, I actually haven't seen very many of the films. Oh, that's the only one I really care about. Well, obviously, <laughs> turns out whales were right all along. Uh huh. Also, my aunt's car is in it. Your aunt's car. Yeah, it's an extra in one of the scenes that was parked there. Oh. Is, was it deliberately an extra, or did it just happen? Oh, no, it just happened to be there. It was in the okay. right place at the right time. Oh. I mean, she doesn't have that car anymore. Right. Or at least I was told. Maybe I'm confused. Maybe, like, her friends. Maybe maybe that. she just lied, because it's, like, this really meaningless lie that can bring a why, tiny why, amount of Why would someone someone lie about that? I don't know. It doesn't even make sense. I have higher standards for my family than that. Don't I might be misremembering. Good. Oh, you should definitely see that one, though. Probably should all of our listeners. Well, there you go. Lewis recommends Star Trek Four. I Over am YouTube. remaining neutral on this. <laughs> I'm more of a con person. I also really hate it when people say you should read this thing or watch this thing. It's just that like, makes me really want to tell you you should read and watch <laughs> this. It's the it's the should that it is somehow mandatory and I don't get a choice. Anyway, so so I did some things over the weekend. I windsurfed, which is the most interesting thing. Does that make it to book corner? Is that like no nope. assorted water sports corner? That's not book corner. Yeah. It's not a boat. It does have a sail, but that's about it. It's a board. Board corner? Board corner. <laughs> I think that's the rest of the show. Everyone is bored. It's it's weird. Windsurfing is definitely a thing. It's a bit difficult. Did you do it successfully at all, or did you spend Yeah, time yeah, I mean, I also did it very unsuccessfully <laughs> more of the time. Of course. But there were, there were moments where I stayed vertical. I'm still not quite competent enough to accurately... Choose where I want to go and then execute on that. <laughs> I, I kind well, of think practice. that I want to go that way, and then I wiggle the sail around, go around yeah. um, and then maybe I go the wrong way, or then a gust of wind picks up and I drop the sail, mm-hmm. or then I go the same way that I'm going but faster. So I'm not I'm not there. Yet. But windsurfs are different. Have you windsurfed? No, you haven't. Never successfully. Okay. When I was very little, I was unable to lift the sail because it was heavy and I was small. Yeah. And then more recently, I went with the ex-boyfriend of one of my friends who mm-hmm. had, for some reason, invited us to his house, even though they'd recently broken up and it was super awkward. I'm sure and I've he, heard this story. Yeah. You have. You have heard this story. But I don't think the podcast has. Right. And she, he gave us a windsurfer to play with, but mm-hmm. he didn't include the centerboard. Oh, dear. So we were, which I yeah. think was deliberate because he Good. was angry about many things. But, uh-huh. but so we spent a long time standing on the board lifting up the sail, and uh-huh. then going sideways and yeah, yeah. being confused and falling over. Yeah, that's not that's not going to work. Yeah, so windsurfs are different to boats. They're the, the other way around to boats in that jibing is easy, excellent, and really fun, and tacking is a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> because tacking, you have to, like, 
pull the sail down towards your feet so that you're tripping over it and then, and walk then walk around it. to the front of the board while not falling over while yeah, it's that moving, sounds really difficult while gusts are picking up whereas when you're jibing you just kind of like turn let it go and just push the whole thing around and mm. then take a like switch position of your feet mm-hmm. And now you're on the other side, and it's great. Did um, did your experience in other board-related sports help you? I have no experience in other board-related sports. So I guess it did, did little... I bit. guess chess doesn't count. Hmm. Chess, maybe the strategic piece helped you. Plan. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Speaking um, of chess, have you heard that they finally released Chess 2? Oh, did they? After a millennia. Finally, I, we have a sequel. I did not realize they had Hardly anticipated Chess 2. Chess 2. I, I, knew, I knew it was a running joke on RPS. No, no, it's, it's, it's quite serious. Deadly serious. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I know that. But I mean, I, I know the existence of Chess 2 was, is it's kind of intrinsically amusing. Oh, yes. I'm going to have to look it, look it up and see what the rules are. It sounds like it's pretty good. From, from what I've heard, people like it. What are the... I mean, is it so, so significantly the, different? Yes. So it's still recognizable as Chess. Right. But do, it has, do the pieces do the same thing? No, that's so it, it introduces asymmetrical armies. Oh no! So you get to choose basically your your choice of army, including some different pieces. Okay. So there's, for instance, I think there is a an army that includes like lion pieces that have some different movement pattern. Okay. And and you can choose. I'm not actually sure how army decisions are made. Like I, I don't know if everyone just ends up choosing the same. Right. I don't know how you what the order of choosing is. Maybe white chooses first, then black selects second, or something. There's also a blind wagering mechanic they've added, which I'm not sure. It, it seems very un... So the, the, the asymmetrical alternative army seems like a pretty obvious and, you know, harm-free... I'm not sure if that's a good thing, but let's come back to that. But I think it's certainly interesting. To- I, I think it's interesting, but I think it's prone to... Like, it's adding complexity, and I rarely think that mm-hmm. adding complexity is a good thing even for balance. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have two people with the same things... And they start off the same way, then it is obvious that that it is fair. That it is fair, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important. So I think if you if you end up in a situation where, like, even before anyone has moved a piece, mm-hmm. one person plausibly has an advantage. Or one person has like where where people's intentions and playstyles are dictated by what is on the board. That's that's needless complexity. But carry on. So I mean, people would would argue that StarCraft has shown shown differently. Yeah, I mean, I'm just being really purist about it and saying that right. adding asymmetry is not necessarily, necessarily I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily a, a good move, and it is certainly not like an obvious move. pure move. I mean, the the the, the option is you can always choose to play with the, the same right. RSV, which yeah. would sort of remove them. Mm-hmm. It would just be, in which, in which case it is just additional variants that are right. continuing to be balanced in the exact same mm-hmm. way. The other thing they've done is they've added an alternate victory condition. Okay. So basically you can get your king across the center line, it, it's a victory. Wow. Okay. Which apparently makes the game as much... It, it reduces sort of the, the long end game, which has now yeah, mostly yeah. been won by computers anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's sort of sidesteps the long games where there's a clear... Right. And it and removes the, like, the five-move five repetition draw sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're a dominant, you can just push your king. Right. Which I think sounds like an interesting... Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I think that alone very changes the nature of the game. You take this thing which in chess one was you kind of stick it in a corner and then wall it off and then hope nobody gets to it. Mm-hmm. Two, 
putting it out in vulnerable positions where you are presumably going to constantly be in check. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. I'd like to I'd like to look look into that some more and and see what the lions do. What do the lions do? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not actually sure what the different armies how they they work. The, the third the third game though is a really strange one to me. They've given each person each player a pool of points of, of tokens. Mm-hmm. And there's now a blind wagering mechanic where when a piece is taken, mm-hmm. you can choose to wager coins. Mm-hmm. And if the person being taken mm-hmm. wins the, the wager, then the taking piece is also taken. Oh, I see. But there's a there's sort of a... It, it costs more to for a pawn to endanger a queen. I think it, mm-hmm. there may be a constant... What, the, the higher yeah, value yeah. piece, I think, maybe is always, always costs one more coin or something. And you have right. a very limited pool. Right. But that's sort of an interesting element of uncertainty. But I'm not sure. I don't know. If, I don't know how that would work out. Enough. Again, I don't like the idea of it, and, and presumably, what this is not a dice roll or something. It's not a dice roll. What is it? It's it's a, a blind wager. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. So it's yeah. deterministic, right? It's yeah, yeah. But it's it's another sort of element of is adding a, an, an action economy to chess game. That's definitely. I mean, it's definitely so, different. So it's. I, I will. It's much better than doing the same thing with a dice roll. Oh, that'd be terrible. That would be terrible. Yes, um, I, I, that would not be just. Never introduce randomness to things ever. Yeah, yeah that's um, actually that. That is the cause of my over dislike of Settlers of Catan, which everyone else mm-hmm. in the entire world seems to disagree with me. Yeah, which is why I dislike it so much because everyone loves that game and yeah, I really don't like how random it is. And maybe I should try playing it again, but with some expansions or something. Maybe, maybe they reduce randomness. Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm not sure what it achieves. So if you win the wager, do you get to keep the other person's points as well? No, no, they're, they're just expended. I'm not sure if the loser expends their points. Okay, so this is like a, a once or... Can you choose to turn down the wager? So if the defender doesn't choose to win... Right, but, but okay, so if, if, if I take your piece and then you say, I, I want to wager to get a chance of stealing yours back, I can't say, no, we are not doing this, I am just taking your piece. No. Yeah, no, of course that would be. That wouldn't, yeah. But you can say, no, I'm betting all my... Mm-hmm. At which point you now have no right. But yeah, I, it's kind of kind of strange to me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure because it changes. That. You know, sort of the peace supremacy rules a lot. Well, I mean, I'm guessing it gives you as as a defender, it gives you a couple of opportunities to swing the tide of a particular capture. Yes, and as an attacker. It makes you Worried. want to attack pieces that are close to your value. So, like, I don't want to use my queen to take a pawn anymore mm-hmm. because I might lose my queen, yeah. and no, be a that's a shame. shitty trade-off. Yeah. So, it, it, my guess is that it makes everyone more hesitant yeah. to advance, but I'm not. I, I don't really know how it works out. I would be interested I'm not in. Chess player I would be interested in playing it with the centerline rule, and I would be interested in seeing what the new pieces do. Mm-hmm. Instinctively, I'm not sure about the wager, and I'm definitely not sure about the asymmetric mm-hmm. sides. So, so I mean, new pieces are not a new thing in chess. Obviously, they've been different yeah, yeah, chess sure. variants for right. And I, I'm, I'm cool right. with I'm cool with new different pieces. pieces. It's if, the, if, it's some, the... if somebody said like, okay, well, you, you decide beforehand if you want to play with. Um, knights or lions or mm-hmm. bats yeah. or whatever. No, the, obviously there's a difference between the, the asymmetry and just yeah. the new armies. I think often asymmetry can make a game interesting. Yes, but it, it's hard to it's hard to balance. Yeah, and it it's, requires it's a, a really deep 
work on balancing. It's a genuine balancing nightmare. Unless you're just saying that we aren't balancing this, right? And you can choose. So, so I, I suspect that could be a way you could the the, the point majors could work. Mm-hmm. Basically, army. You can do sort of an army bid. The the game we haven't played yet works like this, where if both people want to be the same right. side, then you wager points oh, of some mm-hmm. currency of some sort. And the loser gets the loser of the wager gets the winner's points, which sort of is a self balancing right. act. You could have some sort of system yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, even so, though, it's not. It, it isn't self balancing. It's. I mean, like it's, your it's, your idea of how much you think this is worth might not be be accurate. It's accurate. It's self balancing to equally skilled right players, but well, it, yeah, without I mean, equally skilled players, it doesn't. It's fine assuming that both players have perfect knowledge of. The balancing implications of the, it doesn't, it doesn't of even this, have to be both players have perfect knowledge. Just both players have to have similar knowledge, right? Okay, so this is the difference between like it's essentially the players come to an Adam Smith style fair market value of this mm-hmm. balance change. Mm-hmm. However, that might not be reflective of like having right. three three action currency bid points mm-hmm. might not be sufficient to counter the fact that you now have this piece. Mm-hmm. Right, um, but in which case I will learn that and adjust in future and demand five for it. Right, but that's not that's not right. It is so two new players. Mm-hmm. One will often get stomped because they will not. They neither one will know the true value of the things. But right. the assumption is that people who continually play and refine their strategies will will come to some sort of sure. But that's raising the barrier to entry. If you sit down with chess one uh, and two new two, players, two new players sit down with chess one, like there is like they are guaranteed to have the same starting odds. That's true. Yeah. Modulation. Well, except that, except that, that, except that white has an advantage. Right. But the, I'm not that, so I'm not that worried about starting barrier, because there's already sort of a large starting barrier to chess, and people overcome it all the time, right? There's a lot of people playing chess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, so I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, a lot learning is difficult, I'm saying that, like, this is a thing that puts you at a disadvantage before you even touch a piece, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's bad if you don't even know how that happens. Like, two new people will sit down at chess one and go, white goes first, so white has an advantage. Yeah. We both know this. Like, there, there is no uncertainty. No, that's I true. dislike the fact that there is uncertainty, and it requires however many playthroughs to, to work up that level of innate knowledge of what things are worth, and, and is this mm. balance of this piece for this many bid points, or whatever, no, is, is that. I, I, I accept that criticism. I, I'm not sure I... <laughs> As the inventor of chess two. <laughs> I'm not sure I care as much, right? Mm-hmm. I think we just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, and I... This, this is sort of why I don't play Dota, actually, because there's so much necessary startup cost that it's, it's just impossible for mm-hmm. me to get into. I, I do like that somebody has gone, how can we fix chess? I don't think chess is that broken, in all honesty. Um, no, chess is a pretty good game. The, the the shitty thing about chess is the end game. And they've, they've... And they've done something about that, and that's interesting. I think introducing new pieces is entirely neutral. Mm. Um, I think it would have been interesting... If instead of introducing new optional pieces, they changed the starting lineup and said, instead of having two knights, you have a knight and a lion. And everybody has this thing. And maybe you get to choose which one is on the left. Or maybe you don't. And they said, you know, for balancing reasons, we think that having a knight and a lion makes for more interesting gameplay than having two knights. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that would be more interesting than the kind of lazy, let's make up a bunch more pieces with a bunch of abilities, throw them in the mix, and then let you pick what you want. 
<clears throat> so I'm not sure that I'm not sure how lazy it is. I think they've actually spent a lot of a lot of effort designing the, the armies. I'm sure they have. So and so basically what you're saying is give us an optional starting setup that has been validated in some way as being interesting. Yeah. And you know that, that's sort of they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Plus some um, plus the suggestion that you could play with these alternative rules. So yeah. I, I'm not offended by that. No, it's it's. I tend to like games with with player asymmetry. Yeah, I get very frustrated, and every time I think my character is fundamentally worse than all the other characters, no matter who I'm playing. So right. Yeah, I think it's just. I mean, obviously, it can be done, and it can be done well. I think it's harder. I think it's less obviously pure. Mm-hmm. And it changes it into more of a metagame sort of. It cha- yeah, it adds like that kind of tactical strategy, which I mean, so so I guess I, I was going to say. Which is not what chess is about, but this isn't chess. This is chess too. This mm-hmm. is, you know, yeah. It's 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 definitely interesting, and I applaud the intent. I th- I think some parts of the execution probably are good. I do like the king king over center line thing. Just intuitively, yeah. that seems like oh this change and and almost like if you did that and nothing else, I would be really interested in playing. Yeah, it um, makes it you totally changes the yeah. the dynamic. So um, good. I feel also like the introduction of the king of pulse is a big. The king of bolt. <laughs> you can turn, build a base, and then turn three pawns into a, a king of bolt. Um, I feel like I did something else notable over the weekend. Two notable things. Oh, I know what I did notable over the Whoa. weekend. I I have been working on our new home on the internet. That's true. That is notable. That's what you. I, I was watching your updates come in. Yep. Um, Speaking of which, do I owe you something for that? Probably. If you like, like five dollars, ten dollars. Yes, yeah, something something along those lines. Like the the domain registration was like ten, twelve, and then the podcasting was like twelve quid. So that's what fifteen, sixteen. Eh. And now that we have our own home, we can start putting ads on, so we can make that back no problem. Exactly. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the <laughs> books that you love to read. In the I'd like to recommend the Lewis Diaries, which is an excellent no, no, no. audio book narrated by the author. I'd like to recommend the Audible podcast live <laughs> at the Brodello. So, so talking about the podcast. Um, important things for listeners. If you are listening to this through some podcasting subscription service, be it iTunes or whatever your magical podcast feed thing of choice is, please update your feed URL now. If you are using the one that is on my Broad homepage, then that's old. Please get rid of it and switch it over to the one that is now on the website. It's like it's still the same website. We haven't launched the new one yet, but this feed is through FeedBurner, and it means that when we do go live, then I'll just be able to swap it over, and you won't have to do anything. I mean, you would have to do 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 anything, do do something <laughs> at some point. But this is the only thing way. that you have to do, and I would suggest that you do it now. Because, because we're going will... to start putting on the old feed nothing but obnoxious static. Yeah. At, at some point, the old feed will be retired, and I might upload an episode that is just 30 minutes of us yelling, you need to change to the new feed. And then it's every really time... It's really hard to yell for 30 minutes. Every time we upload another I know episode, that's my radio days. we will put that episode again in the feed. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll know that another episode has gone up, but all you will hear is us telling you to change the feed. Unless you just really like our soothing screams. Yes. Which maybe maybe someone out there is waiting for that. So, so do that thing, and then you will be fine. If you are just following us through Twitter, then continue to do that. Um, if you are randomly hitting the website, then that's fine, and we will just redirect you to the new site when it goes live, which will probably be in a couple of 
days. There are still a couple of things I need to do, but we're actually very close. Impressive work. Thank you. And I made a picture for all of you people who are complaining that there is no image. So yes, that's a thing. Very exciting. I think that's probably us. That's it. Unless you have some other news to share. Hmm. Nope. Okay. Rodello at gmail.com. Soon to be a different email address. Ooh. Oh, you're setting up emails too. Yeah. Oh, well, it's really easy to do forwarding. Yeah. yeah. At Brodello on the Twitters, which will obviously not change. And, and the new web address, right? Should we? Not, not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. Live. Okay. Not until it's not until it's all there. Otherwise, they'll go to it. There's nothing up here. Well, yeah, it's because it's not done. Do we have Do we have one of those adorable website under construction signs? <laughs> I like could just little men just shoveling. Things. Yeah, find a horrible GIF from GeoCities or something. Yes, I love those. You probably find my old GeoCities page. Well, you'd have to go to that torrent or archive.org or whatever because they that took down torrent. Oh, so you know they took down GeoCities. Right. <gasps> okay. Angel Fire 2? Yep. So <gasps> all of GeoCities got taken down, and there was a last ditch effort to save it. So Why? Why some would you do guy that? scraped as much of it as he possibly could. I don't quite remember the percentage. He got he did reasonably well. Um, and put it into a torrent, and I believe archive.org also serves mm. up those pages. Yeah, but um, archive.org has some of them. But how big is that torrent? It's quite big. Do they do they deduplicate GIFs? Because I suspect that they all use the same the same uh, obnoxious background image. I have no idea what or how they did it. I really um, miss the blink tag. The blink tag is still deprecated. It's, the, <laughs> it's, it's still uh, it's, it's still functional. In I miss browsers. it being the default for all things. Yeah. I'm sure there's a Chrome plugin for that. <laughs> Blink everything all the time at varying rates. Yes. It would be really insidious to change the rate as it goes. Oh no. Why don't you just change the rate with the time? So you can just look at a website and by the frequency of blinking be, be able to make no, an educated guess about what time it is here. Yeah. That would help the people who don't have the sun. <laughs> or a clock on their computer. <laughs> or the ability to type in, what is the time now, please, into Google. <laughs> right. Goodbye, right. internet.